1: Thanks, as always, to tuning in to Straight from the Source with Michael Russo, where you can listen to anywhere you get your podcast Apple, Spotify, or on the Athletic app. You can listen to a free, ad-free, unabbreviated version of the uh, Straight from the Source podcast. And to subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Straight from the Source will get you in at 40% off. Very happy to be joined right now from the Wild President... Matt Maka's office uh, here at the top of uh, Wild Headquarters. Just met Breezer a couple minutes ago, and I'm coming to you, Matt, after a huge announcement yesterday by Gary Bettman, a long time. Uh, waiting i'm sure for you and craig leopold you guys are hosting the 2021 winter classic how exciting is this yeah, news
2: it's it's awesome and we have been waiting a while uh maybe a little longer than we wanted <laughs> to but makes it better i think in some ways and yeah craig's been pushing certainly i have and numerous other people in our organization have gotten us to this point and i give really the entire organization credit here and, and the market and our fans because mm-hmm. You know the the league never argued that the market wasn't deserving right. of this. There were sometimes years and years ago where it was like, you know, we, we need your team to be better, you know, mm-hmm. and and we need we need your team to be a playoff team regularly. We want some more star power on your team, and we accepted that, you know, because it was kind of true back, you know, uh, five, six, seven, eight years ago, let's right. say. Uh, but now we checked a lot of those boxes, and we're really thrilled, and I'm so happy for our organization, for the fans. Um, and our partners in the community here, who, many of whom have stepped up to make it help happen as well. And so it's it really is a, a big day and the culmination of a lot of work on a
1: lot of people's parts. Yeah, and one is the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you know, yeah. Dave St. Peter, uh, the Pollard family, everybody uh, putting this game at Target Field. I talked to Dave St. Peter, and this is a task by them as well, right? I mean, they have to yeah. winterize the ballpark, which is... Uh, they're going to be footing the bill for that.
2: Yeah, D- Dave and the Polads re- and the whole organization over there with the Twins really stepped up here and and but but they never they never hesitated. Mm-hmm. Like f- at, from the early moments of this being a possibility, Dave and the whole st- team over there were like we're on, we're in. Let, let's talk to the league. They started talking to the league. There was some yeah, there was some uh, commitments they needed to make at, at at a significant expense to them to winterize parts of the park that were not re- yet ready. Uh, they stepped up and did that, uh, and and Dave never hesitated, and and I'm so grateful to the entire Twins organization, and you know it, it, we are very close to them, and and it, it just feels great to be partnering specifically with them on this on the Winter Classic. And
1: the article that I did yesterday, I talked to Dave St. Peter for, and the one thing he said is that Target Field was built to obviously have winter. Type of weather, whether, you know, hoping that they're going to play deep in October, November one year and, uh, you know, March as well. But it was never expected to be open January one. So they the outdoor uh, restrooms, the outdoor yeah. concession stands, they drain. They yeah. have to do a lot of stuff to basically heat this ballpark and make it a first rate fan friendly game for the game.
2: Exactly. And and again, at a significant expense to them
1: without ever turning to us and saying, well, what about you guys or
2: or anyone else? They, they just took it on and it's uh, it's incredibly um Uh, You know, uh, generous of them, and and they have been such a team player in this whole
1: episode, getting to this point of getting the game that we are forever grateful to them. The market is uh, perfect for something like this, and I talked to Steve Mayer, who's one of the vice presidents of the league, and and two things that he said yesterday, which I thought was interesting, was that basically one, he always felt that even the Stadium Series game, which went off really well over at TCF Bank Stadium, that the fans wanted more, Mm. that they wanted the iconic Winter Classic. And the other thing that he really felt is that the what really was the final, uh, you know, you know, shoo-in for you guys getting it was going to the Final Four last year and seeing one how well the city of Minneapolis and and, and everybody around it runs a big event, but how perfect the downtown area is compact easy to get around yeah. uh, you know great place yeah. to have periphery you know events yeah how, how much was that a big part of it you know from your yeah. perspective too you wanted a winter classic yes we did
2: yes we did and so do the fans right mm-hmm. I, that's my read anyway is that th- they were happy to get the stadium series game and it was awesome but but I think the fans and the community and all of us here at the wild felt like we were deserving of the the big one you know the mm-hmm. marquee game and so we're, we're we feel justified in 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 Getting this now, and um, and grateful at the same time. I am glad to hear that Steve. Was happy to come to the Final Four. That yeah. was a little bit strategic on our part. We, we were trying in anything and everything. We're like, why don't you come out and check out this major event and see how well the city of Minneapolis performs and Saint Paul because th- this event's going to touch both cities, of course, and really the whole state in a lot of ways. But, but in any case, uh, I was happy Steve took that invitation and and that it made a difference. So yeah. it worked out. It
1: was <laughs> funny. Steve said that you guys invited him out here, uh, at him and his team, yeah. out here at the end of March uh, yeah. this past year. And you know it was just perfect timing because hey, uh, next week is the final four. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. clearly, you guys yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. picked that t- that date. pretty right. Yeah. It was it was with intention, and,
2: <laughs> and it worked out great. And and Steve and his team are are great people to work with, and we're looking forward to the next year with them as well.
1: Um, th- the other thing that Steve said is that he that the that you guys want to, with the help of the league and endorsing it, want to make this more of a winter festival. That yeah. there are challenges in having it at a, a thirty nine thousand seat stadium. Yeah. Uh, uh, could give or take uh, a little bit because uh, they're they, they might reconfigure the field actually right. and have auxiliary seats. Right. And there could be standing room. So there actually could top 40,000 compared to an 80,000 seat stadium like the Cotton Bowl that yeah. we saw yesterday. Yeah. Um so now, what can you talk generally about yeah. some of the things that this winter festival, the week long, could entail? Yeah.
2: Well, we've talked about a lot, and I hesitate
1: a little bit here because I don't mm-hmm. want to create expectations that won't actually,
2: you know, all of which won't come true. But, but we've talked about things ranging from a hockey art festival, hockey-oriented art festival, to you know, uh, uh, ongoing tournament games for kids in, in, around Minneapolis and Saint Paul. Uh, we've talked about um, uh, uh, you know some some. Alumni Alumni-related events, whether it is a game or meet and greets with alumni, we've talked about panel discussions involving some pretty big names uh, from the league and uh, from around here as well, and and we, you know, concerts. We've, we've talked mm-hmm. about concerts. Uh, again, I'm not going to name any names yet, but I believe that this market has the ability to pull off a truly hockey. Oriented festival uh, sort of atmosphere, and again, it's going to touch both Minneapolis and Saint Paul, and we're very uh, intentional about that. And uh, looking forward to it. I, I th- there's a lot of great ideas. It'll be really fun to see how it all comes together and what actually happens about a year from now. But it's going to be great.
1: It's funny you mentioned concerts. The one band that comes into my mind is the one that uh, donated the music for this uh, this uh, <laughs> this uh, podcast mm, Trampled by mm, turtles. I but, think uh, I've heard of them. Yeah, um, you know Steve. I mean he was funny, and I think he was might have been just talking off the top of his head, but he said that he also wants to bring a lot of Minnesota traditions to this, because the great thing about the Winter Classic is every game looks different based yeah. on where it is. Yeah. And he was even joking, and I don't think that Gary Bettman would ever allow it, but maybe he would, is that, hey, it's the land of 10,000 lakes, why can't they f- play on a blue ice sheet? Wow. Uh, wow. wow. Be, I like that. I uh, haven't heard that uh, one yeah, from him but yet. But, uh, you know, I th- again, I think that he's just yeah. talking kind of, uh, you know, spitballing what's coming into his mind. But, but that's the cool thing, is I can't even imagine, especially with the skyline in the background and what this field could potentially look like to to bring the state of hockey into yeah. this yeah it will be interesting and i i do love steve for
2: those very <laughs> reasons he he's out there yeah. and he's got lots of great and creative ideas and some of which we may actually see happen but we have talked uh in a lot of different directions and again again i'm going to stop there because yeah. I, I don't want to create expectations that won't be kept but but it will be uh, uh, it will have a really real hockey feel and, and reflect the, the love and passion of the game here in Minnesota. It
1: is funny. Uh, so I didn't put this in the article, but I was talking to Steve and I told him how like my big dream for the NHL is to one day have an outdoor game on a lake like mystery Alaska. Yeah, and he yeah. said, he said, honestly, they're not too far from something like that being in in reality in this league. Yeah. Yeah. So. And,
2: and I think someday, you know, it kind of has to go there. Now major league baseball is doing it with the game down in Iowa yep. th- this coming summer. Right. Yeah, And, um, you know, so, you know, I, there are more complications with a frozen pond and the weather conditions and all of that than, I think, doing a, a game in a small field in Iowa. But but nonetheless, I, I think that that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and over time, I expect it will, especially with Steve and others in charge.
1: We're talking with Matt Make, the longtime president of the Minnesota Wild, uh, live from uh, Wild headquarters here. Um, the, the other um, neat thing about this is, and I think you kind of alluded to it with concerts and other things, is that you are based in St. Paul. We are yeah. the Twin Cities. Yeah. You want to make sure that St. Paul has a huge role in this? Absolutely. I mean, so
2: many of our fans are right here in our backyard in St. Paul, and we're proud, we're proud of being a major league team in St. Paul. And, uh, and so we are going to make sure that we touch this community and we've had great support from just outside these doors here uh, from the corporate community. And I do want to mention that uh, you, you alluded earlier to the, the, let's say, the challenge of, of 39 or 40,000 seats at Target Field. There is a real revenue discrepancy between 40,000 seats mm-hmm. sold and 80,000 at the Cotton Bowl. So we've, we, the league, and this community have had to work through that, let's right. call it delta, delta, that revenue gap. And I just want to say at the moment that there are numerous uh, partners in our community who have stepped up to uh, to help us close that gap. And we are grateful. You'll hear more about them mm-hmm. in the coming weeks and months. But and,
1: they've been great. And th- that, that is the, the the most important thing here is that, the you know, Steve said, look, there's there's always going to be a little more for a ticket price for an outdoor game because of all that comes to it. But because it's in a baseball stadium, they don't want to gouge the fans and triple yeah. the price yeah. of the tickets. So one of their tasks here is to build revenues in other ways yeah. to make everybody whole. You have a yeah. home game that you're losing because yeah. of it; that right. you've got to right. get paid back for sure. I mean, things like that. Sure.
2: And and this game, I'll just say right now that this game will not feel very different at all from the Stadium Series game mm-hmm. in terms of an average ticket price. So that is more than a regular wild, the uh, regular season game, but but it uh, but it's it's going to be very similar, similarly priced. I believe, in the end, is what the stadium series game was like. So. And,
1: uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see the way the rink is configured. Normally they put it atop the pitcher's mound from really from yeah. first base yeah. to third base. They're thinking of actually maybe changing it this year and then putting yeah. it uh, either deeper or even vertically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pitcher's mound um, mm-hmm. out toward the outfield. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, the other things that the, the stadium – or excuse me, the Winter Classic brings is – the opportunity for an alternate jersey. Yeah, There's yeah. a really cool road to the Winter Classic documentary that will come behind the scenes with it as well. How exciting is that for you? Yeah. And are you already thinking about Winter Classic third jersey ideas?
2: Yeah, we're just starting because that is very much in concert with the league. I mean, mm-hmm. we will have input, but the league, you know, uh, has substantial input on all all outdoor game jerseys. But we had a great time working with them last time around, and I think we did well there. Uh, looking forward to what this year will will we'll present as well. And then uh, the. Um, there, there's just going to be so much, um, so much excitement around this game and 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 the opportunities that it presents. The behind the scenes look at at our our approach to the game, fans of course love that. And yeah. and becoming wild is a little series we've done for a number of years now that remains very popular. But even more so, or or as much as that. Even the little locker room oh, celebration absolutely. videos that we yeah. do these days are, you know, just like dynamite in terms of how people are watching and and hung, you know have a hunger for those. So, so I know our fans will enjoy a behind the scenes look on how we prepare.
1: And not just the fans. I mean, the you know the the one great thing about being a beat writer is you get to see all this behind the scenes stuff that fans don't get to see. But I never get to see what it's like yeah. inside yeah. the locker room. Right. You don't even get to see what it how cool it is when they come out to the ice and all the stuff right. they do before warm ups. Right. And just uh, that's been one of the most fun things for me this year is to watch after these wins these videos that dusty and brandon put together for wild.com that are just so cool Bring you inside to intimate moments that anybody doesn't it, get to see it really
2: is and i have to give bill bill garen full credit mm-hmm. for that because he he just opened up that opportunity to us like w- this like without a i shouldn't say without a thought because i know he, he's thoughtful mm-hmm. about this but he just had a, a philosophy that we need to market this team those are moments that fans want to see, and we have to allow for it. It's important to, in the terms of the connection to the fan base, and I think he's absolutely right. And we're really
1: grateful. Bills allowed us to do that. It's awesome, and I, I do want to talk to you more about Billy uh, coming up as well. Um, one more question on the uh, on the on the Winter Classic jersey. Uh, you know, I give you guys credit. I mean, one big reason why you didn't have a third jersey this yeah. year was the hope yeah. that you were going to get the Winter Classic, and yeah. then you did not want two years in a row. Yeah. Would the Winter Classic jersey then become your alternate jersey, or are you still coming out with an eventual I, I'd be... third jersey? Yeah, I I
2: would I'd say certainly, almost certainly not. It will not become our third okay. jersey. We are already well into the mix with a plans for a third jersey, and I there's another jersey that I can't say a lot about that the league is is uh, is considering for most all teams. Uh, that is apart from a third jersey. And so we have works, work on a couple of other jerseys considerably done right now. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we will start work on it on the the Winter Classic jersey, which has to be ready about a year from now. So over the next two years, the Wild fans will see a, a couple new jerseys, at least okay. from us.
1: And the third jersey you wouldn't introduce next season? Because, Probably oh, not yeah. be,
2: because of this issue of having the Winter right. Classic jersey. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Again, you're listening yeah. to Matt Make on uh, Straight from the Source with Michael Russo to subscribe to The Athletic, com slash Straight from the Source. Just tons of articles. You can follow anything you want uh, professionally, collegiately, uh, videos, podcasts. One of my favorite ones, The Wild, just played uh, yet, uh, two days ago. They just played the Toronto Maple Leafs. One of my favorite ones is The Leaf Report with Jonas Siegel and uh, James Myrtle, our Canada editor. Um, how perfect is this, Matt, that um, 20th year anniversary of the organization? I know the Columbus Blue Jackets wanted a winter classic as yeah, well and yeah, tried sure. it at Ohio State. And, sure. and I think winterization was the biggest issue mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. with that stadium. Um, but, yeah. Kaspersoft coming. You yeah. have a 20th year anniversary of this franchise. How exciting is that? I think it really is. It's like serendipitous, right? Mm-hmm. I guess, but but, um, and I would throw
2: in there that at least as sitting here today with you, Mike. You know, our, our we like our team a lot. You mm-hmm. know, we had a really rough start to the season, but I'm so proud of how the team has recovered and played for the last six, seven weeks or so. And I don't know how the rest of the season is going to go, but. But it's a really it's a really likable team. There seems to be a togetherness and, and there's skill on the team. But yeah, you're right, Kaprasov will almost certainly be here and, and who knows what else could happen over the summer and, and I know Bill's all about getting better and, and I, I believe somehow or another he's gonna make you know some other moves I would expect that, that will make us better by the time we take the ice next season, whatever happens at mm-hmm. the end of this season. So between the teams really interesting and and uh, I think really fun to watch play over the last number of weeks. The, the prospect of Kaprasov being with us next year, twentieth anniversary season, uh and and whatever Bill has up his sleeve. Uh, I, I'm really excited about next season and this event and and
1: the future of the wild. Yeah, I mean and, and the other thing that I think that was intriguing to NBC is also the amount of Americans on this team. I mean yeah. you know you got obviously Parisian Suter, but I think you guys right now, I gotta double check lead the mm-hmm. league in Americans. I think that's that's appetizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to yeah. to NBC and, yeah. and and you have other great personalities. I mean, Eric Stahl just yep. made his second all star game. Um, this is there's a lot of really likable things about this team. Fiala's playing awesome. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. been cool. Yeah, I agree. I, and, and you know Kind of in the middle of all that is the fact
2: that we remain even though our our ratings being honest are a little bit down Mm -hmm. at the start of the season especially at the start of the season but we are almost every single year one of the top five teams in the united states in terms of tv ratings and that has something to do with everything you just mentioned including how many Mm american-born players we have on our team so so i do think we're an attractive team these days again going back six seven eight years ago not so much from the league standpoint but today yeah we are And, and i think again um, you know, I'm biased, but but I, I absolutely believe we're, we're gonna get better and better and, and more and more interesting here.
1: Um, Let me ask you uh, everybody's big question. They're not going to announce – they didn't announce the opponent uh, yesterday. Um, I think a lot of people have their own opinions who it would be. I think a lot of people from even the league, and maybe you guys would love it to be a team like Winnipeg, just because you know their fans are going to flock down here. Mm -hmm. Colorado seems to be extremely marketable right now with their just amount of superstars that they have from an NBC perspective. And then you have St. Louis coming off a a Stanley Cup championship. Um, can you give any inkling of what type of opponent it could well, be? Well, the truth is, unless the league has made a decision
2: and not told us, uh, we really, the, the decision is not completely committed yet. Mm-hmm. So, some of the teams you just mentioned there are great candidates, and they've certainly been discussed. Uh, what I would say is is something you touched on, which is like if it were Winnipeg, for example, uh, what we know about Winnipeg fans is they like to come down here and 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 cheer, you know, mm-hmm. and and actually, as long as we're not outnumbered by them, <laughs> I, I actually like it when, uh, even at wild games, but certainly at a winter winter classic game when there is an appreciable number of visiting team fans right. in the building, it creates a great tension and atmosphere mm-hmm. in that building. I went, down, I went down to the one at Wrigley Field oh, 10 years ago or so between Detroit and um, and uh, Chicago Blackhawks. It was awesome because you, it was almost 50-50. It mm-hmm. felt like that to me anyway. It was probably more more uh, Chicago fans. But it creates a great atmosphere. And so whomever we get, I think that will be a factor, among other things. Of course, TV ratings are a factor for NBC, and, and they should be. But, but also the in- Venue environment is important, and, and and part of creating a great environment is some decent number of visiting team fans that mm-hmm. to create that tension and
1: that that energy in the building. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because St. Louis is obviously easy for fans to get to. Yeah. Uh, Denver, it's always a cheap sure. flight to the sure. Twin Cities. Um, there is. Uh, I'm, I've talked to the to the city as well of Minneapolis. I mean, there's a good economic impact. I yeah. Think Dallas just estimated in the thirty million dollar range. Uh, their sports commission announced the other day that the economic impact down in Dallas. Yeah. Um, it's same thing here. Yeah,
2: it's going to be great. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not an economic expert, but <laughs> but I know it's going to be good, and I won't throw numbers out because I can't defend them. But I look, it's going to be great for both Minneapolis and Saint Paul and the state, and uh, really a badge of pride to get this
1: event. Yep. Um. Just uh, lastly, why Target Field? Uh, yeah. why uh, was it was well, because the twins were your partner. Well,
2: it... it's a lot of things. I mean, we we, uh, we had a great uh, event with TCF Bank Stadium and working with the University of Minnesota and Mark Coyle and that that group is are outstanding. But but we wanted a little change. Just just hey, uh, just for the sake of change. And Target Field, um, you know, I will say Dave St. Peter has been clear with us from even before the TCF Bank Stadium game that he would love to have a game, mm-hmm. and he's been patient, and he's been respectful, and he's been motivated and so we we you know started talking again more seriously and and it's every and it's a great venue i mean yeah. it's more in, it is more intimate it, it, there are great premium spaces there for sort of vip events there's so many of those and then their commitment to winterize the stadium it, it's it's just everything about it was was really perfect and we're grateful.
1: And Steve Mayer said that Dave St. Peter played an integral role in this. He just hit it off of them right from the beginning, yeah. you know, loved his ability to bring a All-Star game here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. then obviously he's, he does have a passion uh, yeah. being from yeah. North Dakota yeah. and he hockey does. and yeah, things that's like right. that. That's right. um, let's do this. Let's take a little break. Uh, the straight from the source comes on Apple and Spotify because of our sponsors. And here's a word from one of them. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve. And have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. It has door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered right to your door wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code SOURCE. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code SOURCE. Don't forget, that's promo code SOURCE for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. We talked about the team right now. Um, you know, it's no doubt I, you guys had a long sellout streak that ended after yep. opening night yep. uh, this year, the home opener. Yep. Um, you've, you're still drawing 17,000 plus a yep. game. But I will say that I was yeah. in Chicago a couple weeks ago. And that team has been terrible all year long, and yet they get twenty three thousand yeah. still yeah. every single night. Yeah. How how challenging has the business part been this year? Yeah. Um, from your perspective, it's
2: been really difficult. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're accustomed to having a full building and really all of our revenue streams are, are really start with with tickets. And, and we're a league and certainly a team that depends on ticket revenue substantially. And And then, like I say, you know, food and beverage revenue, merchandise revenue, even sponsorship revenue really d- depends on first having a full building with a you know compelling fan base that's really engaged and and highly attractive in terms of a demographic to sponsors so that that's where everything begins and and to have some empty seats out there this year is disappointing for all of us and and um you know but but we don't take it for granted either i mean you know we we weren't a very good hockey team the last half of last year and i think over the last number of years we've been kind of the same hockey team Mm -hmm. you know kind of Predictable. I hate to use maybe the word stale, but but you know, I I, there wasn't a lot of change on our roster Mm -hmm. from year to year. Some, but not not any substantial changes. So I think people got accustomed to that same roster and to our. Uh, you know playoff exits I'll never uh, po- never apologize for making the playoffs because I don't think it's that easy but but we did get out early in mm-hmm. the playoffs and I think there was disappointment and then last year you know that last half last year was just really tough and we didn't particularly didn't play well at home yeah and uh and I think we really felt the effects even more than I expected and so but we're feeling it, it's still now and and we have to earn it back and and I I I'm willing to take that challenge on as is the entire organization you know we we know that we can't take our fans for granted and we have to earn our way and right now they need a little bit more proving uh and but i'm really encouraged by the way the team is playing and not just by the, the wins um over the past six or seven weeks but the how they play yeah. uh, how hard fun. they play they're fun they're they're never out of a game they're resilient but i think as much as any of that it's the work ethic of this team they they don't give up they keep coming at you uh, and and I just think that's a team that's hard hard not to like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so I believe as fans see this team play, as they pay attention again, let's say, because maybe we've lost some to a great Twins season at the start of the start of our season. The Twins were in the playoffs. The Gopher football schedule and our season was outstanding, and they deserve all the attention they got. Vikings have been great, so they've perhaps been watching over there a bit. When they turn their attention back to us, and if we can keep playing this way, I, I just know that any any good hockey fan and there's a lot of them in Minnesota um would not could not help but like this hockey team you yeah. know they they play they're an honest hardworking, not the most skilled team in the league but they can win six to five games and eight <laughs> to five games and five to four games we found, we found, we found that out uh it surprises me a little bit but it's <laughs> awesome and um and so I, I just am very confident if we can keep playing this hard and this well and get good results our fans are going to come back this is the state of hockey for a reason it's not marketing mumbo jumbo and our fans will come back and, and support a, a good hockey team and that's what I believe we have and we'll get better over time. It's funny Craig Lee pulled always
1: jokes to me he goes if you're going to lose do it on the road not at home and last year it was the opposite you guys were so good on the road yeah, yeah, and yeah. at home you won 16 games and I think you yeah. probably felt the effect of that because all yeah. fans want to come and be yeah. you know leave leave excited. Right. Um, while it's on my mind um i didn't ask you um so with the winter classic the season ticket holders is that part of their package or is it do they buy it separately or so
2: they will have the chance to buy uh so and and, uh this will all come out uh very shortly here Mm -hmm. but the the league has to do uh has to manifest target field for this particular game that's going to take a number of weeks and so sometime in february uh we'll be able to seat season ticket holders should they want that game and we expect a lot of them will. Um, we'll be able to seat them and place them in seats, okay? okay. And, and and they'll see the pricing and all of that. So we don't presume that they're going to purchase that game for sure. They'll have the opportunity to, and they'll have the opportunity to purchase some extra tickets as well. Uh, and that's how it worked last time around. That's how it worked this time. It's just that there's a little bit of a, a delay here as the league is manifesting the game for... Uh, target field.
1: Right. And as I wrote in that story, Steve Mayer says that they, you know, one, it depends where they put the rink and then they might actually put an auxiliary seating in the outfield. Right. Um, right. They might, you know, the one cool thing about target field, too, especially when they winterize and put heating in, is that you could have uh, standing room everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah. there's a lot of uh, yeah. there's it's up in the air what the attendance will be. Right. I'm nine thousand. But but Dave St. Peter expects it to be um, over forty thousand as well. Um, you just mentioned um, also, you know, Viking season at some yeah. points coming to an end soon. There's no baseball. Um, Gophers football is done. Um, it, it's just so funny the way things work. All year long, we've been almost whining about the the schedule. Yeah. Twenty of the first thirty on the road. They've already played uh, twenty three or four road games. Sounds um, right. I think twenty four actually. Okay. Um, it's it's um, and yet here they're still float. Best team in the league since November 5th. Most goals in the league since November 5th. Now all of a sudden you have seven home games in January. I believe seven. Um, seven or nine. Yeah. Um, a bunch in February. Yeah. You've actually put yourself in a really yep. good position here uh, to get one: the fans paying attention when it's hard to do on the road. But yep. two: to get engaged yep. about this team again, because right. there's not a lot of other sporting things going on right now.
2: Right. Right. I, I I think that's an opportunity for us. And and again, I'll stop. I'll stop short of saying that this is exactly how we planned it. I, <laughs> I
1: won't say that, but I will say
2: that. Because yeah, the league has gotten some unfair criticism about our schedule because we did ask for a road-heavy schedule to start. Okay. Maybe not 20 out of 30 on the road to start, but but we asked for a road-heavy schedule. And the thinking then on the business and hockey side back in at the end of last season was on the hockey side, Paul Fenton at the time was – thinking you know I think starting on the road can be a good thing for a team uh, it's a bonding opportunity when they're together that much on the road and from a business side we were a little reticent about how that season had ended the, the, the home the home schedule in particular at the last half of last season was tough on us we didn't play that well at home we thought maybe we could use a little time to recover to get fans excited again and again we probably didn't ask for 20 out of 30 but that's how it happened and this team deserves and the coaching staff deserves so much credit for putting us in this position that in now we have all these home games coming we've been playing so well at home and we lately we've been playing well on the road too but they just put us in a great spot and um, and it's worked out even though it has been extraordinarily uh, challenging i yeah. think too
1: but i mean you know especially you know the way that things started early or ended last year i don't think a lot of fans understand although they're the ones feeling it, and definitely not the players, what it does to the morale inside an office Mm. that you work for. Mm. You you lead Mm. a giant staff of account executives Mm. and Mm. salespeople what does that like do you see it after a loss what it's like in this office
2: yeah and you know we try hard all of us on the business side i'll say to keep an even keel right Mm -hmm. and and the team tries to do that too we we're not that different than the team i mean we don't try to we're not we try not to be too high after a particularly good stretch or wins and not too low after losses but like you're not human if you don't feel it right And, and i you know yeah we're more downbeat here in this office the day after a loss and if we weren't i'd i'd wonder a little bit i mean you got to care right you got to mm-hmm. care about how we're all doing together—that is the team and the business—and and we are one at the end of the day. And I you know I certainly feel it, and I'm not the—I'm by far not the only one. Most of our of our employees feel the effects of a win and a loss, and it and it it takes a toll. Those losses take a toll, and and it's tough sometimes to uh, come in a, a, a after a, a particularly long losing streak, let's say, and and keep your your bright face on and and sell the team. But but that's what we have to do, and and that's what we do. Uh, but it it helps when we win. And we everybody feels better, and and we we take it harder when we lose, and I, that's human, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, you know.
1: Um, but there hasn't been a lot of losing lately, which is such a cool thing. And the most interesting thing that I found about this team is that for a beat writer that last year that seemed to witness and report on some fractures inside that locker room, they're very very together right now. We see it on these on these videos yeah. that Dusty and Brandon put out. Yeah. How much credit, uh, you know, where does this stem from? Yeah. Like Is it just winning or? Yeah. You know, the one thing that I surmise is that Billy yep. Garen, the GM, before the season, he was so upfront that he knew that this was the reputation of this team coming in. I mean, he told it to me on phones yep. during the interview process yep. after after he was hired as well. And yet he, and maybe along with Craig Leopold as well, met individually with yep. a lot of leaders on this team before training camp began and then had that meeting that we've reported on. There's video of it where he tells these guys that careers are short. That you have to, if you want to win a cup, be together as a team, put individual achievements aside and yep. selfishness aside, yep. and things yep. like that. Yep. Do you think that's sort of where it began?
2: Yeah, I, I do. I and and I don't. It's hard for me not to give Bill so much credit because he does. I believe he deserves a ton of credit for the way, from the moment he walked in the store, the way he carried himself, which is a, a really perplexing mixture of of lighthearted, fun, good guy, awesome person to when it's go time, like laser focused and like, you know, like intense, you know, I, 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 I love that about him. I love that about him because, uh, and, and he brought that here and, and you're absolutely right. I, you know, I saw that within the first week he had had lunch or dinner or coffee with any the core of our team individually you know one-on-one you're right craig attended some of those and that's awesome too but billy took this seriously from day one and he and he hasn't let up And, and his presence not only i i believe is helping this team but it helps this organization you mentioned the 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 locker room videos the celebration videos that's bill that's Mm -hmm. bill opening up the door to the locker room for the marketing team to go in we've not been able to do that so much in the past or maybe at all and um and and that's bill that's bill understanding the challenge on the business side and opening doors to help us sell tickets sell sponsorships have a good feeling around the office that we get to do that, you know. And so I give him a ton of credit. I don't want to. I don't want to f- finish answering this question without mentioning the coaching staff, though, as mm-hmm. well, because they absolutely deserve credit yeah. too. The coaching staff has collectively pulled together as well, and and you know they deserve some credit. And of course, the team. Uh, the, the, I, I'm just so. I'm just so impressed with how that group of people, hockey ops, has has done throughout this.
1: The um, and you know it's funny. I mean, even there, there's there's a more togetherness. I mean, you yeah. know, you see it with the coaching staff. How I mean, you know, always embracing and yeah. just you see it, uh, you know, at the hotel and things like that. It just seems yeah. like everything has been sort of repaired this year for some reason. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, Miko Koivu, 1,000-game thing, I don't think a lot of people realize what goes into that. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, yeah. the game is the game, but then after the fact. Yeah. Um, it really was just the neatest thing, watching uh, his family on the ice, all the people that you brought in here, yeah. at, I'm sure, significant expense to the organization as well. Um, how much, you know, a lot of players have had 1,000 games yeah. here, yeah. play their 1,000th. Um, yeah. But how much was it because Miko and what he's brought to this organization, you yeah. um, what led you to kind of make yeah. it such a big deal? Yeah, well, you're right. It, it, a lot of
2: it is Miko and, and his contribution to this organization over all these years. The fact that he played all thousand games with us only, that's not so common. Uh, I give Craig a ton of credit because he never blinked on, on all these all these plans that we put together and it was so fun to watch Miko because you know he's pretty stoic right? right you know and to watch him be touched by the presence of those four guys that we brought in and and just the whole evening really and uh, it was just really rewarding I, I, I believe it was for Miko and and that's the most important thing that he felt honored and because uh, he completely deserves it and uh, he has um, he has put this franchise on on the map in a lot of ways, you know, through his hard work over all these years.
1: Do you, um, and there's going to be, uh, I mean, that's, the, I, I like doing those stories. I did a really cool one with him where I, uh, tried to give people a glimpse of the Miko that we don't always see. And I talked to, I mean, so many of his mm-hmm. yeah, uh, family members and, and, uh, and people like that. And Zach Parisi is still to come in a month. Uh, and I great. got a really cool story idea for that one as well that Zach so far is, is cooperating with, <laughs> um, you know, the one thing uh, we see one banner up there. I'm sure yeah, you want a yeah, cup banner. Yeah. Um, is there ever a point that you guys would retire a number, and yeah. is Miko the obvious choice for that?
2: Well, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be careful here because okay. we haven't made any final decisions, right. but is Miko worthy of consideration? Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. Um, We don't have a lot of banners or retired jerseys. And, you know, it's, it's been, you know, 20 years almost. So uh, we're going to work on that and, and time's going to help us. And, and um, so we'll, we'll have a lot of work and thought to put into that. And and we have
1: already uh, over the last number of years. Um, When we continue on straight from the source, I do want to talk to you about how you got sitting Mm -hmm. in that chair. I'm always fascinated by that. But last question um, for the Spotify, Apple part of the, the, um, the uh, podcast as well is um, the one the one thing with this organization is is I've always been a little struck that other teams uh, San Jose we just saw it with we see it going with Chicago they seem to embrace their past a lot they bring players yeah. back things like that. Next yeah. year is the 20th yeah. year anniversary of this organization. Without scooping yourself, could you kind of give fans maybe a little inkling of some of the things that you might be doing?
2: Well, again, I'm going to be careful because uh, I don't want to create an expectation we can't keep. But 20 years is special. There's been a lot of players through these years who have contributed to our – you know, a success and, and, uh, and we want to honor those guys and, and, and we will, and, and, uh, there's going to be, it's not going to happen. I, I, the way it's shaking up, I, I don't believe it's going to happen all on one particular day or one particular mm-hmm. weekend, but there'll be opportunities throughout the year to celebrate all that's happened over 20 years including by the way our fans who have mm-hmm. been there with us through thick and thin and and so they too deserve honoring so we've got a lot to, we've been working on a lot more to consider in the next 6 months as we dive into next season
1: well um you know again congratulations on the winter classic Thank i know you. i know for years you guys were uh we're planning this. I remember once you even had the chance to be a visiting team, I believe in the one uh, that the Washington Capitals were the, were awarded, and Craig's like, no, we're, <laughs> if we're going to be in the World class, if we have to host it. Um, so congratulations Thank again. Um, when I do, when we do come back, I do want to ask you a lot about just kind of how, how you became sure. uh, the president of the Minnesota Wild, because I think that a lot of uh, youngsters that listen to this podcast as well just wonder how the heck do you become do that I mean, yeah. you know there's got to be an incredible sure. path to get there and i think people are going to be intrigued by that um if, again this is the end of the free version and the ad version of the athletic on apple and spotify if you uh, please rate and subscribe to straight from the source on apple if you click on the show url the athletic.com slash straight from the source you'll get 40 off and you'll be able to hear the extended version of this podcast if you subscribe so thanks for joining